Hello. Thank you so much for joining us on today's show. We're going to start with a snack that starts out in a can. I'm going to try to elevate it. We're also going to talk about the pandemic and uh, your mental health. We're going to discuss cable TV, customer service, and of course, Paranormal Corner. So stick around. And welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little. I'm Mark. And I'm Jenna. And what snack do we have? It smells so good in here. I'm so glad. Well, <laughs> this came from a can. Wow. And then I took things that I had here to try to um, make it better than it used to be. And I want you to go ahead and take a bite of it and see if you can tell me. You might know just from digging around and looking. In well, there. I can look at it and see what okay. it, what it might be. But let me uh, okay. take it away. It's certainly an Italian type of a dish. Yes. But it smells so good. Let me... Uh, good. Take a take a bite here. And I can promise you this. It smells different than it does when it first comes out of the can. <laughs> so, which, and it should be a good thing, I hope, anyway. Well, I, I think I know exactly what this is. Good. Go. This is uh, Chef Boyardee SpaghettiOs. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But it has been janitized. You put stuff Completely. on here. Yeah. I added uh, some canned tomatoes. And because I wanted it to seem fresher, right. to taste fresher. So I added some canned tomatoes. Uh, I added some um, heat with harissa. What? It's harissa? a chili paste, yeah. I've never so even heard of little, that. There's a little bit of a, a zing, which is not there in your original um, Chef Boyardee SpaghettiOs. Right. I had some meatballs in the freezer. I took a couple down and sliced them into pieces and added those for some meat. They do have the little, they have the SpaghettiOs with tiny meatballs. But I thought, I'll use the meatballs that I have in my freezer. So this was not the SpaghettiOs with meatballs? No. Oh. No, you know what? Because are... I was going to say, because the the size of these meat chunks in here. The I sliced sm- them, yeah. They looked to me, I was going to say, that's what gave it away, that it was Chef Boyardee. No. no. I oh, just, wow. I just sliced them, because they were originally very, very large. Well, the noodles also gave it away. The noodles totally gave it away. <laughs> Chef Boyardee, for those that don't know, the Chef Boyardee SpaghettiOs, it's called SpaghettiOs because... The they're pasta O's of are spaghetti. O's. Yeah, <laughs> yes. they're, they're circles. And then, of course, there's Parmesan cheese. I did a chiffonade of basil for the top for freshness, color, oh, and... Whoa, 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 back up. Chiffonade. What? <laughs> I'm dinging that. I don't care. It's where you roll them up in a pipe, and then you cut them into slices. If it was a carrot, it would be julienne. Um, so chiffonade of basil, and then also just a little bit of green onion, just again for color and... Freshness. I've just never heard of chiffonade, and I'm like, "Well, see, you keep using big words. Stick and around, stuff. guys. You can learn all <laughs> kinds of things." And so, as because I've been thinking about this for a while, I okay. actually got this can of spaghettios, and I thought, "I want to want to change these up. It's something from our past. That's like you know, you grow up and you're like, listen, it would do in a punch. If I had a can of spaghettios and I was hungry and nothing else was available, heck yeah, I'd be eating them. Oh yeah, I, I used to do it all the time. I, I used to empty yep. a can of spaghettios into a bowl and put it in the microwave but there's no reason you can't zhuzh them and, and elevate it a little bit and i feel like i've done that you have it does not taste like spaghettios anymore right this should be called uh janazos or something like that and recan <laughs> there you go <laughs> if you take spaghettios we need to have a assembly line take spaghettios drop in all this other stuff mix it up recan it and then rebrand See, but it. it wouldn't be the same because the parmesan <laughs> would no longer be fresh the chiffonade of basil wouldn't and the green onions so at least add them later but so it got me to thinking, you know, when this pandemic first started, it was around the time we started our podcast or sometime within there. Yeah. Oh, certainly. And we had that uh, dinner party where the challenge was people couldn't spend more than four dollars right, and make sure right. you fed six people. Well, I want to have another one. And this time is you have to start with a can of something and bring a, a, a meal or a dish dessert main dish whatever but it has to start with a can of something well that's most of the stuff that i make anyway (laughs) there you go then you're going to be the king of this now i don't think that we should have a price limit i think that people you know let people go just start make sure that that can is somehow uh recognizable no i don't i don't know if recognizable is the word i want but you you know you can't just bring a can of corn Got to do something with that can of corn, you know? So 
What do you well, think? Well, I don't know. I, I think so if I'm we're going to, yeah, by, by all means, dig okay. into this and let me, let me explain. So for those who don't know, we, we did have on our previous episode, we covered that we did have our dinner of uh, our $4 dinner where everyone mm-hmm. who was invited had to spend, could not spend over $4 on the dinner. And it was, that's a previous episode. So now Jana wants to do that again, yep. something similar with stuff out of a can, but I think I think you need to think of the rules here and and let our listeners, if you guys have any ideas, let us know. Uh, I think that there has to be some kind of rule that you can't just take a, a can of tomato paste and make a whole meal and say, no, I used a can, it was tomato paste. I think it needs to be some kind of a... Well, does, so do you feel some like kind this of a would... meal? I mean, you some feel kind like of, this falls under the yeah something like this. This is okay. spaghettios. You're taking something that is a, let's say, is a dish in itself, mm-hmm. but adding stuff to it to make it either unrecognizable or although you said it still has to have some elements of the original in it or something. So that's why I think this is this is a, a broader thing that we need to <coughs> excuse we me. need to figure out that spice. <laughs> <laughs> it may not feel feel that spicy to you, but I, I, I get it. Say, I get that, that there at the back of the throat again. It does crack me up. <laughs> it does crack me up that you think this is spicy and i'm like my eyes are watering what but oh this by is... the way yeah you'll notice that you have a, a wine glass oh, here I, yeah the drink. since we're not drinkers and we're no, having we're something italian i know that red wine is oh, a I thing know exactly. this is grape juice oh, it's just grape juice yes now is this uh frozen concentrate or did no. you get it out of the and now is this welch's no oh it smells like grape juice it does no this is just the store brand Oh, this is great. Big I, difference in price. I, and this is Concord grape juice, not yeah. the white grape juice. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I love uh, grape juice. I get the I do too. Welch's frozen grape juice a lot. And it's room temperature just because, like a lot of things, I think they bloom nicely when mm-hmm. they're not cold. Agreed. So maybe By not everybody way, would agree with us. This but... stuff is great when you're making homemade popsicles. And jello. Oh, my gosh. Wait, you don't make jello, though. You make soup. I do. Sometimes <laughs> it's successful. By the way, you guys, this um, elevated spaghettios, it is pretty dang good. <laughs> it is. I, There's I, some garlic, by the way. I, I don't think, know if you've noticed. I think that should be the theme, should be an elevated canned good. I think that would be a good example of it. Elevate, so that. Uh, can but, I just do this again? <laughs> <laughs> you probably can. Okay. Yeah, because. Yes, I took something, and I mean, it, it didn't hurt that I had everything here. So I didn't go out, and the only thing that I went and purchased that I didn't already have here was the basil, because I am not a farmer. <laughs> uh, although, I, the green I onions are I am a gardener. I have basil at home. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have any basil growing here, but I, did, I do have the green onions. I'm, I'm good at keeping those alive, and so the green onions are mine. See, I like the idea of this, because... Um... I have a garden, and I could just chop up a bunch of veggies in my garden and throw it in whatever I get. Totally. And, and you do that anyway with your soups. We've yeah, had your soups before. I do. I do that. Mm. do that on a regular basis. However, yes, there has to be something that's the base. Right. Well, so we got to do this. By the way, I mentioned it to my mother. Right. She's starting to think of stuff, too. She's like, well, I mean, this and that. I mean, and she's the queen of that. I grew up with... Gosh, there's something that we used to have on a weeknight after long night at work, long day at work. She would get the Hormel, uh, the tamales that were in the little uh, look like a tissue paper wrap. Have you ever had them? Right. Yeah, I've had the I've had the can the canned tamales. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So she would just warm those up and then she would slice them, um, and cook rice. And we just put those over rice, sort of like a tamale gravy. Oh right. And I loved it. Now, I mean, are you really repurposing that? No, but you could. You could add other stuff. I don't want Okay, erase, erase. Nobody steal my idea. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something that would be a serving suggestion. You know, when you see these packaged right. foods and stuff but like that? But you can shush it. It always on the, on the front of the cover of the picture looks like something very fantastic. It doesn't look like what actually comes out when you, you know, take it out of the can or cook it out of the package. And it always there's a fine fine print that says serving suggestion, meaning that, and, and kind of what you're talking about with this, that mm-hmm. the fresh stuff is not in the box. Right. You have to add that stuff yourself. Well, you know, there are, t- so it's not like I've really thought of this and I'm the first person. There are TV shows like Chopped and 
guys grocery games and they do throw things in and all right you have to make you know a, a, a hearty all-american meal but you also have to somehow incorporate sweet tarts into the food mm. and so i mean we could get crueler because maybe we'll do that in the future too <laughs> something strange keeping in mind we have to do it as well right right and that's why that's why i'm say, saying that i'm trying to make it so you can't cop out easy Right. By saying, because even like on soup, oh, well, I used a, a, a can of uh, chicken broth and I put all my vegetables in it and now I'm going to call that my, I think that's too easy. It's too easy for me. It's not a challenge for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that it's like, I think this should be something we need to come up with the rules. Do we want to? But for some kind of a challenge part of it. So one of the things, see, I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> would you like to be surprised if somebody said, and, and you wouldn't know, for example, okay, let's say, again, we'll take the can of corn. Let's say somebody pureed that and made a chowder or took that with, uh, made ice cream, cream corn ice cream or whatever. <laughs> so Hold on. I just vomited in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> now, remember, I've made popcorn ice cream and it was fantastic. Yeah, but that's, that's different. <laughs> Well, so anyway, you might not, this was easy to tell because you can see the little O's, but. Um, I think I'm going to make anchovy ice cream. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you never know. Never say never. Anyway, stay tuned. What do you, is... what do you guys think? What do you guys think we should put on restrictions on our upscaled food uh, competition thing or demonstration that we're going to do? Yeah. Let us know on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at snack a little or, or or if you have ideas you can call us on our dedicated listener number that's uh 909-572-0278 interact with us and let us know what you think we should put uh restrictions on yeah or is the sky the limit all right ready for some so next next here we come <laughs> current events news. it is oh, yep i mean it's really not going anywhere very fast, is it? Well, it's certainly not going away. I mean, to, to me, well, well, let's see. You, you, you wanted to bring this up on, on yeah. the show today, so I'll let you uh, go ahead and run the topic. Yeah, well, um, unfortunately, there are a lot of um, side effects. Is that the word that I want to use? For what people are, are ex experiencing because of the pandemic or trauma. Trauma is probably a better way okay. of um, defining it. So a lot of people are having trauma-like symptoms as it wears on. Um, there was a woman in 2020 who picked up the phone to receive some life-saving news. She had been on the list for a kidney transplant. And to her relief, this was now finally. She, was, she had a donor. Um, but the reassurance was quickly overshadowed because of the looming threat of the coronavirus. And she says, I remember, thank you, Cardi. <clears throat> Good to have her support. I remember standing at my sink and thinking, what about this virus? Like this, something just touched my leg. Oh, it's the cat. Okay, good. It was not a ghost. We have a cat in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so is this going to be a problem? She's wondering. Um, not the cat, the virus. <laughs> I was, was going to let that go. But all right, back to your story. So it was a question that would completely restructure the next two years of her life. So while the surgery was successful, Hogan is now vaccinated and boosted, and she's still severely immunocompromised in spite of the fact that she's boosted. So and in spite of taking all kinds of safety measures, she says, I'm so nervous, like my heart rate is through the roof when I'm out for anything. And I wonder if I'm ever going to be able to be safe again and be normal and go out to a store. Am I going to feel like this forever? So she works from home. She rarely leaves the house. And when she does, it's incredibly stressful. She says her husband and her college age daughter both wear masks at home and have to be extremely careful about who they see and what they do. Right. Her pandemic experience carries no violence and there have been no explosions or assaults. So why is it that she says that she has a hard time calling it trauma? However, uh, Arthur Evans, who's a psychologist, says that viewing the world as unsafe can be a symptom trauma in and of itself. So he thinks that a lot of people, for a lot of them, the idea of having a mental health challenge is that there's something wrong inside of them. But he says what's been going on with the pandemic this is happening a lot and we've been hearing that and there have been some physicians even our dr victory 
for the entire two years has warned about the uh, trauma that people right. would experience and are experiencing because of being isolated, because of people losing jobs, because of children not being able to read social cues because everybody's masked up. Right, right. So the psychologist says, generally speaking, trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event, usually an event that threatens your life. Uh, he's like, this is really worse than people think on the... I would, I would I would think so. I would think so. I think there's a lot of, I mean, and I agree with the, what they're saying, you know, that, that well, yeah, see, this is a tough part. So I, I'm hearing uh, this explanation of it for the first time. I agree with the people that say, it's not trauma. Okay. But I also understand that we don't like to admit that it's trauma because we consider it a psychological disorder type of a thing. And, we, you know, a lot of us don't want to right acknowledge that Give, yeah you know because that's a that's that's a weakness in our culture uh yes. you know there's people that are trying to advocate against that and and look i'm one of those people i'm a, i mean it's it's part of being a man is you know you don't show your emotions right. and stuff like that and you know that's not trauma everything everyone has problems in their life which i am on that program as well mm -hmm. but i know that you know for some people a uh a drop a, you, you drop a stone in a clear pond and it makes ripples for some people they see those ripples as really a big problem and other people are like eh, it's just little ripples right so it's all very individualized but i i will acknowledge that certainly there's a lot of things that have happened during the pandemic that that has caused uh stress on everyone well and and keeping in mind some of the numbers that uh bill mart gave several months ago, that unfortunately, there is the division between this is putting everybody into a certain group and not everybody do, does fall into one group think idea. Right. But generally, 50% is the number that most Democrats thought were your um, odds of being hospitalized if you got COVID. It's actually 1%. Right. And so if you're walking around for two years believing that, I mean, hell yeah, you're going to be full of stress. Yeah. There certainly was, I mean, to me, there's a big fear factor component to this. And it's, yes. and it's part of the political, I, I think it's actually intentional on part of the political parties to keep you in fear of something in order to have the control over you. And, they and if it's do. not intentional, then it was stupid. Right. I mean, it, it, it certainly didn't end up being a good idea. And why anybody would think that it wasn't to continue hard to understand right and with the guests that we've had on the professional guests that you know we're, we're just throwing out our opinions here but the professional guests and the research that we've done that we presented on this show i think we presented a very clear picture of what has been false information and stuff like that but it's again there's people that will believe something regardless of whether it's true or not yes and and that gets into a whole different subject i know than we're what we're talking about but if they are living with this false information and believing it to be true their their stress level is up even higher mm -hmm. because they are living with this fear the, so i'll say there's been a certain amount of stress for me certainly oh, yeah. when it comes to my mother yeah I, I am one of those people like this woman is saying that you know that everybody was like extra and still is it sounds like extra cautious around her um there's some things that I didn't do around my mother, but I'm certainly uh, super cautious so that I can be around her. There right. are things that I'm, I am I have to think twice about because I do believe that, you know, yes, the virus is out there and I don't want to be the one to give it to her. Right, right. So it says here that um, one of the people who's been experiencing stress is saying, when I think of trauma, I think of the brave men that go over to Afghanistan and they're driving a Humvee and it gets blown up. Right. I'm not a soldier, but you know, at this point, we've experienced nearly one million people dying. So uh, the psychologist says the event happens and there's this great tragedy and people pick up the pieces of their lives and start to figure out how they're going to move forward. But unfortunately, with a pandemic, it's more like a slow moving disaster. It escalated in intensity over time, but it doesn't have a clear beginning and end point. So right, right. on. <laughs> right. Every every time it seems like an end point's coming up, all of a sudden, no way, there's another variant and there's this mm -hmm. and there's that. And it's and again, to me, this is a very politically motivated thing to keep the populace under certain types of control. And uh it and as much as it's stressful for the people 
that are buying into the fear, it's stressful for those of us who are not buying into the fear because we're like, my gosh, people are ruining their lives. And not only that, the economic freedom of this country is being turned upside down because of this fear that we know is not at, you know, not based on facts. So, right. so like I said, not only are these people having trauma because of the fear, there's people like myself that are having a type of trauma, if you will, because I, I can't believe that so many people are buying into this yeah. and, and going along the same path. And okay with like devastating the economy. Right. Just to stay safe. For what? Right. Because well, look I'm, at what we're looking at now. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. So, so this again, the person who wrote this says that providers are stretched thin when it comes to mental health. Wait lists are growing. People are reaching out for a myriad of problems, uh, predominantly anxiety, depression, and tra other trauma-related related disorders. Um, there was a person by the name of Dr. Bessel van der Kolk who wrote a book in 2014, The Body Keeps the Score, and it explains how the brain, mind, and body process trauma. Eight years later, that book is now a New York Times bestseller, and he says it's crazy, and it's just Amazon can't even keep it in stock because hmm. so many people can now see something in that book that they find would help them with their mental health or maybe their patient's mental health. And so what I found interesting after reading this article about the the trauma is I found that the World Health Organization, because I don't know what to think about them. Generally, in my mind, they've kind of look, ended up looking like bad guys. It seems as though they're protecting China. Right. And they're, yeah, they're part of the political machine run, yes. running the whole thing. But they are willing to admit on the, the site, the website, that there there is a huge, huge uptick in issues with depression. Um that young people are and women are being hit the worst. Hmm. The young people idea doesn't surprise me because so much of their social interaction was taken away. It's not that we don't all like it, but I mean, it's really important when you're a kid. Right, right. And that was just right. And the whole away. thing with the schools, the schools shutting down and all that. Yeah, I can see where they would affect. But see, I, I'm not surprised it affect women because women are more emotional than men. Right. Yes. So yep. that's not surprising either. It says here that um, studies show the pandemic has affected, this is from the World Health Organization um, weighing in on it. The pandemic has affected the mental health of young people and that they are disproportionately at risk of suicide and self-harming behaviors. And yes, it indicates that women have been more severely impacted than men and that people with pre-existing physical health conditions such as asthma, cancer, and heart disease were more likely to develop symptoms of mental disorders. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Says that there are um, all kinds of gaps in people getting health care. Not a surprise, which mm. would, again, cause more all, not just health issues, but the, yes, the mental health issues. Right. Knowing that you need to go for that help, but being frightened out of your brain to go and get the help that you know you need. Right. So it's pretty cheerful, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to, on a future show, and we won't get into it on this one, but I would like to get into depth maybe a little bit more about the um, what people are experiencing, maybe somebody who who can talk about it from first, maybe not firsthand, because we don't want to, you know, there's the patient doctor privacy. Confidentiality. Yeah. yeah. And maybe, uh, maybe talk to I think, teachers. I think we have a couple a guests that we've had on before and someone else knew that we can pull in here and... Uh, just tell us what it's been like. Yeah. You know? Tell, tell us firsthand what it's like. Just dealing with the, the, the trauma aspect or, or mental health aspect or or something like that. I, th I think... I think we should we should have that. On I think the show that would be great soon. because I have heard that like learning it, that kids took a deep dive as far as their um, they're not where they should be. Hmm. They're whatever they've learned, they're way behind. Right. And I'd be curious to know. Now it's different in every state, and you know we'll we'll have to come up with those statistics to see whether it's because we're in a state where it's totally a nanny state. Yeah. It is, it is, yeah. So it could be a little different here have, in our bubble. As you do, I have friends on Facebook and stuff that we chit-chat with and stuff like that. And we find out that they haven't had the restrictions that we have here in California. I mean, we're right. in Southern California. We're in the heart of restrictive behavior yeah. in general, yes. regardless of the uh, coronavirus. Oh, yeah. yep. Coronavirus! But, but, but 
when this came around, we we have a governor that still has emergency powers this far into the pandemic and will not give up his emergency no, powers and is not. still keeping them on hand uh, yep. to shut things down. And there's, you know, a buzz right now going on here in Southern California about the new variant that's a hybrid variant of Omicron and, and 2E or whatever. There's all sorts of mm-hmm, letters. That, mm-hmm. And it's so ridiculous because I actually watch and I, I highly recommend everyone get on YouTube and look up Dr. John Campbell. He is a, uh, a physician that has been doing, he does a daily video about this with statistics and everything. He's in England, but he uses the statistics from various countries. In fact, I just watched the one yesterday that he had some information from Israel on a new study coming out from them because they're kind of ahead of everyone and their tracking of things is not necessarily as politically motivated as other countries. And the WHO and other organizations. Anyways, he and he pre- presents it in a very calm manner. It's not sensationalized or anything. And and anyway, I've been watching his stuff, and it's and it's ridiculous how things. Yes, uh, Omicron is uh, you know the dominant variant, and there's a two or three different variants of Omicron right now. It's not deadly. No, well, I mean, even they'll not, even and, say and that we're the... going to shut. We're, they're talking about shutting things down again in California for something that uh, equals maybe the common cold. But our local news is still saying at this point that the hospitalization and the rate of death is still dropping. Right. So hopefully there's somebody, you know, what, calmer minds, saner minds, whatever that. And they're, But they're also pushing the still, at this point, experimental vaccines and boosters. Yeah. Because, so I listen to a lot of talk radio, and I tell you, almost every hour on talk radio. I listen to two different stations here in the greater LA area and there is a commercial from the California Department of Health encouraging people to get the booster, get the uh, vaccine, which I use air quotes when I say vaccine because it's not a vaccine, even though now they've redefined redefined the word vaccine to include a therapeutic, but uh, they're push they're still pushing hard on this thing and to me, the the uh, commercials are very deceptive because they say it's safe and effective. And as we know, it is not as safe as other, you know, it's not as safe as they are touting. And it's also not as effective as they are touting. Well, and we're treading on, you know, unknown territory because, yes, they're using it for one booster, two boosters. And we don't have uh, the VAERS. Um, you know, they didn't do the kind of testing ahead of time on these because... We're in a pandemic. I'm right. sure that's the excuse. Right, it's used. the emergency authorization usage of everything, and right. we don't have the stats to to provide Which, and, for and how and effective. If, and if you're okay are. with that, that should totally be your choice. I agree. So and, I agree, but and the, you know, but they're but they're hiding information. Still, yes. we have, you know, one of our guests, Dr. Kelly Victory, has been kicked off of Twitter forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get her back on the show. But but. Uh, you know, there's still information out there that is being suppressed because of it goes against the narrative of control. It'll be interesting, by the way, now that um, what's his name? Tesla guy. Elon Musk. Thank you. Now that Musk is. Uh, by the way, owns- Elon, Elon Musk is short for elongated muskrat. I saw a tweet that he put out. I swear. <laughs> Okay. Now I don't know if it was his or someone photoshopped it, but it was. One of I the mean, it funniest. would be awesome if it, was, it is. It was but... one of the funniest things he said. He the tweet said, like I said, I didn't research this to find out if it. He actually tweeted out, but he, it was short for elongated okay. muskrat. Right. <laughs> uh, what were you guys doing? Elon just Musk? it'll be interesting to see whether or not she can come back on Twitter if she wants to. Now that right. he has, you know, right. A pretty good share. It doesn't yeah. sound like very much, but apparently that's a lot when it comes yeah, to whatever owning he has. He has company. he now controls Twitter in the sense that uh, because of all the uh, shares that he controls, he has a majority of shares. I did read else. from another. I believe it was another shareholder. It's somebody who's involved in Twitter who said, "I think this is a good idea. I think it'll be good that we can get his ideas to sort of, you know, uh, work and, on yeah, they our." S- they said that because. Now he's no, the majority stakeholder. Well, I stakeholder. realize that. That's why I say it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, so there you go. I mean, we're talking about Twitter and this and that and the other, but bottom line, people are struggling, and I wouldn't mind getting a little bit more into this. And maybe also, if we do get the the uh, 
specialist on here um, who knows a lot about you know people's struggles and mental health. Maybe we can just yeah. talk about more things that people can do to. Yeah. This this segment is actually uh, almost a show prep because it's right? this is how we have our conversations and we're getting ready it's for a the tease. show. We're, we're teasing. <laughs> Well, let's move along. I, got, I have a complaint to make. So, you know, I, I've had uh, work off and on. I do freelance work in various areas, actually. And one of the things that we all have our cable, internet, or either cable TV or internet service, right? Mm-hmm. We all have that. Yep. And it's very expensive uh, for some of us. <laughs> it's gotten a lot more expensive for me, unfortunately. Uh, and, it's, and it's ridiculous. The prices are ridiculous. Yeah. So... I actually have a Spectrum here in the United States, one of the largest companies out there. Char- it used to be Charter Communications, and anyway, they bought up nearly everyone else, and it's Spectrum. So this is specific to Spectrum that I'm going to talk about. But my bill, I only have basic cable. I don't have any of the pay channels or anything like that, mm-hmm. and I do have the internet. Okay. My bill is about $185 a month. Oh, Heck. Isn't that unbelievable? Well, then I'm not going to complain after because mine just went up about <laughs> I mean, sixty bucks. This is it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, and especially well, you know, I have to reevaluate what I'm doing because I don't watch that much regular TV anymore, and I'm like, well, maybe it'd be cheaper just to have the internet and subscribe to some of these specific channels that I watch. Mm-hmm. Although I don't like that because I do like the occasional channel surfing where you'll stumble upon some show you've never heard of and right. go, hey, this is my kind of show. And then binge watch for a day or two. Or... <laughs> but anyway, so so uh, it's already way too expensive. Mm-hmm. And they want you to pay in advance. Okay, The way your payment works is you pay a month in advance. I don't like that on anything. Okay. I don't like paying in advance. That's not oh. my deal. Okay. So I always wait till the last second to pay my cable bill. In fact, most of the time, and, and being completely honest here, I'm late on my cable bill. Because mm-hmm. it's like, no, because the date hasn't come by yet. I'm not going to pay in advance. I'm not even going to pay one day in advance. You're such a rebel. <laughs> so I uh, had this uh, long-term uh, job I was working for about six weeks and uh, very busy. You know, it was... It was, it was Folks, it was like having a real job. And uh, so I wasn't taking care of everything, especially the things that don't matter, like my cable bill. Uh-huh. So this is all my backstory to let you know, my cable bill, I didn't pay it. Okay. And they cut my cable off for three days. Oh. Okay. Not not a big deal because, you know, I, I don't live on the internet. I'll, well, I take that back. I do live on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but I can live without it for a few days. Okay, Pinocchio. <laughs> But uh, so anyway, so I didn't have it for a few days and, you know, then, you know, I paid and got back on. So, well, you know, I mean, I watch, I have an, I have a huge antenna, ladies, <laughs> uh, on my house and I was watching network television. I was like, you know what, let me see if I can just do without this and see what, but you know, the internet's pretty, pretty awesome to see, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it really was a, quite the disconnect. Anyway, so I got, got back on the program and I thought, you know what, I'm going to, uh, and I'm trying to think. I think I paid my bill online just to get back so I wasn't, uh... oh, shoot. You know, I wish I would have prepared a little more for this. But anyway, I, I got back online. Mm-hmm. But then the next bill came up, and it was the bill for that month that I had the three days. And I said, you know what? I want credit for those three yeah. days. Yeah. I mean, sure, I didn't pay my bill, and they ended up you know, giving me a couple extra weeks of grace period or whatever and then they finally cut me off and it's fine they sent me emails and said hey you're going to be cut off and i understood i knew Mm -hmm. it was coming but i was like yeah let me just test this out and see if i can get away from technology i can't (laughs) uh anyway so i called up customer service because i was going to say okay you know what i'll pay all my bill i'll pay everything up to where i need to be right now except in advance because i just don't do that Mm -hmm. i'll do that but I want credit for those three days i'm not going to pay for three days that i didn't have any service at all so I call up, and this is, again, Spectrum. So I call up, and I get the uh, We're operator. looking at you, Spectrum. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I look at it, and and the lady answers, and I said, uh, you know, you, can I help you? I said, yeah, I, I want to I pay my bill. I said, but, I, I said, I'll be honest up front. And, of course, she has this all up on her computer because, mm-hmm. you know, I already had verified who I was and all that stuff. Right. But I said, I did not pay my bill. And I didn't have services for three days last month, and I want to get a uh, discount for those three days. You know, I want it to be prorated. I, I don't want to pay. Sure. 
and the customer service rep says, oh, <laughs> oh that's not going to happen here. Oh. Un-effing. <laughs> wow. Believable. Mm. Laughing at a customer and mm-hmm. saying, oh, that's not going to happen here. I couldn't believe it. That right away pissed me off mm-hmm. and put me on, on the... Say, give me your name and your employee ID. Believable, And I didn't write down her name and I should have, but I didn't. But the system, the system has to have it in there. Sure. Uh Anyway, so then I told her, I said, well, I said, that's ridiculous. I just said, I didn't have service for three days. Right. I said, if my cable goes out, anyway, she, and so she could tell right away, because obviously my attitude changed. And because of her attitude, laughing right. at me yeah. and mocking me like, and I'm like, what the, yeah. you know, I, I've been, by the way, I've been a, a subscriber uh, for Charter for th- over 30 years. Oh. So it's not yeah. like I'm, you know, but anyway, she, she said, well, you're probably getting, you're, <clears throat> excuse me. That was a little. Is there a lot of garlic little, coming? Spaghettios back? <laughs> coming up there, uh, and she said, "You're probably going to want to talk to a supervisor." So she knew. She yeah. knew it was going to be escalated. Oh, she yeah. she was practically doing it for me. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I said, "Yes, I definitely do need to talk to someone else," because I was getting nowhere with her. Yeah. So I get to the the supervisor and I explain to him the situation. He says, "Yeah, we we can't do that. We can't give you credit for that." I said, "Wait, wait, wait." So when my cable goes out and I don't have services for a few days, you can uh, you can credit me for those three days. He goes, yeah, but you didn't pay your bill. I said, right. I I know. I'm not denying that I didn't pay my bill, but I didn't have services for three days. Right. Sir, it's like a magazine subscription. You pay for it a month at a time. I said, no, it's not. I said, your analogy fails, and here's why. <laughs> this is what I told the guy. I said, look, when I buy a magazine... I get all the content right then and there when I buy the magazine or when it's mailed to me. This is cable TV. You don't get all your content on one day. Right. I said, your analogy is completely inaccurate. Yeah. And there was a long silence. He didn't know what to say because obviously that's something that he uses all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like a magazine subscription. No, it's not. Right. It's, it's more like a newspaper subscription that you get something different every day. And if you miss a few days, anyway. Now, mind you. I didn't pay my bill. They cut me off. I understand that. They had every I'm not complaining that they did that, but I'm saying don't be charging me for those 3 days right. when you weren't giving me and he and I went back and forth or I should say around in circles a couple times and I actually stopped. I said, "Look, we're going around in circles right here. You are telling me the same thing that I just proved was wrong because he tried to use the analogy. It's like a magazine subscription. It's like, oh, listen. Now, he wasn't being a jerk. Mm-hmm, and I, I'm, I'm doing a little bit of a mocking voice for him. Mm-hmm. But he, he, was, he was actually, you know, decent on the whole thing. So I said, you know what? I don't like this crap, number one, that they're taking this much of a hassle when they should just credit me for three days. And in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to switch to AT&T. Even if I'm, you know, even if it takes a... 30 to 60 days for AT&T to come out and put it in my house. <laughs> I'll go to the wow. library or something. No, I don't know what it is. Okay. I'm just mocking <laughs> wow. it AT&T okay. yeah. uh, <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I, I thought, you know what? I, I'm willing to cut my cable for a mm-hmm. few days or a week or whatever like, over this yeah. because it's the principle of the thing. I don't like that customer service that the first lady did, and right. I don't like that the supervisor isn't realizing, oh yeah, that makes kind of, that makes sense. Totally makes sense. sense. It would be no different if you had started service with Spectrum in the middle of the month. So then you'd be prorated. It wouldn't make any difference if you canceled in the middle of the month rather than were cut off until you paid the bill. Exactly. His point is, exactly. it's a moot point. And he actually, so I said, you know what, Uh, why don't you just send me to canceling? He goes, well, you know, if you cancel, you still have to pay for the rest of the month. What? That can't possibly be right. Now, to give you a little background, I worked in cable TV mm-hmm. for for six years. And some of that, as I was involved in the politics in the sense that uh, I videotaped a lot of meetings and stuff like that and political meetings that cable TV companies have, um, they get franchises with the city. And I was in city meetings and all that. So I understand how the politics work. The city grants a franchise you know, to these people and they're accountable for certain things and there's rules and regulations and they're all very detailed. I know for sure that in those rules and regulations, if I had gone to the city and said, listen, you cannot, you know, cancel me in the middle of the month 
and force me to pay the two weeks afterwards that I'm not getting something. That that is not. So this guy was totally lying to me. Yeah. So I get to the, uh, so I get sent to cancellation. And the guy answers, oh, uh, hi, uh, hi, uh, Mark. I understand that you uh, have a problem with the cable, this, that, or I forget even what he said. I said, well, that's only the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, why, why don't you explain it to me? Yes. So it's not actually cancellation. They're trying to say right. yeah, retention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did explain it to him. This guy was fantastic. He knows how to retain. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> when I told him, I go, and she laughed at me and said, oh, well, that's not going to happen. He goes, oh, my gosh. He goes, I can't believe that. That is terrible. That is terrible customers. This is the guy. This is the, yeah. the retention. He was so sympathetic to everything. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, I'll credit you right away. And, and he goes, I'll credit you right away for the three day. And I said, you know, I said, because I told him, I'm, I'm willing to cancel this. I, I watch my P's and Q's and my nickels and dimes. I said, and this is just not worth it for me. And he goes, well, let me see what I can do. He goes, because I told him I'm paying $185 a month for this. I said, and I've been a customer for over 30 years. I said, it's probably on your screen. He goes, yes, yes, it is. He goes, wow, this is unacceptable. He goes, I'm going to give you a... Uh, what was it? He gave me like a either thirty or forty dollars a month discount for the next twelve months. Oh, right on. And Squeaky I, wheel gets the. And I tell you, and I was like, um, that would make me change my mind then. Oh, so he credited me for the three days, gave me a thirty to forty dollar discount. Forget what it was. I wrote all this down. You mm-hmm. know, I was writing notes, and he was giving me a confirmation number and all that stuff. And I said, well, how soon will that show up? Because they were they were. I think they were going to cancel me again or something like that in the next few days. He goes, no, it'll take 24 hours if it doesn't just call us back. And I'm thinking, wait, I want to call you back. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go through this kind of crap again. But uh, anyway, uh, everything was taken care of as far as I know. And, and, but he, and he said, we need to retrain that person. And I'm thinking, I hope they have in the Mm -hmm. system who that person was. Yeah. Now, I almost spent the rest of the afternoon calling back just to get through every operator, see if I can get that same lady and say, hey, listen, guess what happened happened to me? (laughs) Not only did I get the three days credit on my my bill, but I got a $40 discount for the next year. I threw you under the bus, biatch. (laughs) You know what? I think this qualifies under stuff that happens to us. It is. This is definitely the stuff that happens to us segment. So it was it was just ridiculous. It's ridiculous that I had to go through three people and was on the phone for probably 45 minutes or more mm-hmm. wasting their time when the first person, if they would have credited me, they would have still been getting the ridiculous 30 to $40 a month from me. Right. But because that, oh, that was just terrible. I'll just throw this in here. My throat, my stuff that happens to us. It's both of us is the fact that the cat is in here and we I do don't know if she'll I don't know if she'll get picked up on the microphones, but every now and then she's coming up over to my side and meowing at me because she's like, Let me out. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> We're almost done, little child. All right. Ooh, I got something creepy for you. Well, that is our sound effect that we use to designate its time once again for Paranormal Corner. So what do you have for us this week? Well, there's a page that I follow that's called Weird Paranormal Discussions, so you can only imagine. Okay. There's all kinds of great stuff that comes from there. So there's somebody that, she's a nurse, and she says that the unit um, that she works at has been really... That's for unit. Thank you. Has been really awfully active this week. Uh, she says that um, on the Thursday and Friday shift that they hear a baby at about 3 a.m. And there aren't no babies there on this floor. Wow. She works in an adult unit. Most of her patients are ventilated and they can't even talk. This is also coming out of an unoccupied room that's known to be haunted. Wow. Um, there's also something that keeps setting off the call lights in unoccupied rooms and then unplugging them when there's no one in the room. Wow. So she said, do you, any of you work in hospitals and do you experience similar things? So just get ready. Sit wow. back, relax and enjoy. Wow. So, oh my, yes, in my hospital, we have a little girl that likes to hang out down the hall of the offices. Uh, It used to be assisted living. The girl likes to run and giggle and sometimes plays with my hair after I color it. Uh, Eddie, they call her, likes to activate the paper towel machines and has helped um, me find things by knocking them off of shelves. Wow. 
One says, I'm a caregiver at a retirement facility I used to work at. Residents would start talking about seeing a little girl right before they passed. It was always so sad when you'd go to wake someone up in the morning and they ask who the little girl was in their room. Wow. Uh, another person says, the hospital I worked at just opened and it has had some funky things happening. We just found out the hospital was possibly built on a Native American burial ground, and I'm not really sure about the accuracy of this, but I definitely have had water faucets turn on in the patient's room when there's no one near it. Our shower emergency call bells go off all of the time, and everyone gets a really creepy vibe, especially in the locker rooms. You know, that was the plot of the Poltergeist movie, was the houses were built on Native American burial ground. (laughs) Uh, so one gal here says on the nursing home night shift, the only thing I've experienced, and it was probably just sleep deprivation, maybe it was a hallucination, was I was in a resident's room and his roommate had passed a couple of weeks earlier and not here, but at the hospital. And as I was leaving his room, I heard his former roommate's voice yelling incoherently like he used to do. Um... I was working in the neurosurgical ICU. An elderly man passed away. I was in his bathroom and I looked in the mirror and he was standing behind me. Now that gives me the chills. Oh my gosh. That would be running out of there. Oh my gosh. I worked in a small rural hospital and there was one room that was so haunted that they stopped regularly using it and we just used it for storage or extra equipment. We only used that room for patients when we were completely full and absolutely had to. Nurses and patients would see apparitions in there, shadowy figures, and sometimes what looked like a nun. Things would fall or fly off of shelves around there. The call lights were always glitching, and you always felt like you were being watched. I get that here. Wow. And you know, the thing is, is something like that in in a hospital, what do you do? What do you do do with the room? Especially when it's a room that's that, and and I understand turn it into a storage room, so at least you're not having patients in there, but still... Do you have an exorcist come in or someone with sage? Would they even let you? Yeah. I I would. If I was a hospital administrator, I would say, you know what? We got to do something to expel that stuff. Wow. Well, this gal says that she worked nights at a nursing home and there were a lot of strange things. One stormy night, one of the dolls in this resident's room kept going off randomly. I went in for rounds and and it literally felt, I felt all of the hair on the back of my neck and ears. She has hair on the back of her ears I, mean, I, I guess we well okay i guess i'm just mine is delicate i don't feel Did the hair on ears? my ears going Did you shave up? your ears before the show today <laughs> uh so yeah she felt heightened senses um she chalked it up to the lightning outside and that was affecting the doll somehow another incident was a residence room across the building she pushed her call light and asked me to tell the people to leave so she can sleep she had a TV in the corner of her room facing the door. When she asked me who was that behind me, I felt my whole body go cold oh from head gosh. to toe. I was so freaked out. I looked back, and of course no one was behind me. She kept insisting that they were still in the room. You bet your ass I was looking at the TV to see any reflections behind me. I calmly reassured her that no one was there, and once I was out the door, I ran back to the nursing station, oh left the lady by herself. I would have ran home. I would have. There would have been a cutout of me running in the door, you know, so there are a lot of people here talking about the call bells ringing by themselves. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I can see that. It, it, look, I, as much as I'm skeptical about things and there could be electrical problems within these hospitals mm-hmm. and, and especially the call bell system, if the call bells are all with the same company, maybe there's a flaw somewhere in the manufacturing. But on the other hand, from the spirit world, if there is energy or electricity or something like that, I can see how that would trigger the call bells. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what the hospital doesn't need? It doesn't need more call bells. <laughs> I thought you were going to say <laughs> Spectrum TV. <laughs> so this isn't a hospital, but an ambulance. I'm an ambulance driver, and activity has been up here, too. Going back to the station the other night, I had somebody tapping on my shoulder. Oh my I was riding gosh. back alone because I'd had a trainee I dropped off earlier. Wow. Uh, so this person says a friend was very ill in the hospital. He kept say, seeing the same guy in his room when no one was there. He'd say, do you see that man standing there in the brown corduroy coat? It was so specific, night after night, that I began to think he had a visitor. So this person says, uh, the wing that used to be the ER, the ambulance bay, you'll see a figure standing out there at night on the cameras. When the security goes out to check, no one is there. 
There's also a lady in white, apparently a ghost nurse. I was joking tonight about me haunting this place after I die and becoming the lady in purple. <laughs> uh, some people hear the sounds of kids playing down in the basement by the doctor's sleeping room. There's one doctor that even refuses to sleep there because he hears it a lot. So, several... Uh, this person says they have several, I guess, instances. It's very short, so I don't know. It doesn't look like several. Anyway, my parents' house, my current house, and two of my places of employment are haunted. I've got a guy that follows me and moves to us that seems to have calmed down since my uncle passed. Oh, and my grandparents. Okay, so apparently they don't work in a hospital. <laughs> okay, so I used to work at a hospital in the pharmacy. We had to stock units with medicine. There, there you go. I worked second shift once I had a st to stock a unit that is only open during the day. I believe it was endoscopy. Nobody was there, but the TV was on and it, the channels kept changing. So, okay, let's think about that. I mean, I mean, you've, I've learned from you. I mean, you can't cancel anything out when it comes to what a weird thing might happen with electronics, electronics but right. I don't know. I mean, how's that going to happen that your channels change if you're like nowhere near the uh, remote well it it depends on the TV and depends on how old that story is I've had I've seen channels change uh, well with the sounds yeah. and also infrared light different infrared light could come in someone's front window or in something like that so okay I all right I, I mean I, I could examine it more in detail but not okay. necessary let's, let's have a couple <laughs> let's, what? <laughs> Examine, Examine it more in detail. More detail. <laughs> Give us a couple more. All right. So I'm in the PCU. Uh, it's a step down from ICU, apparently. We have had a lot of deaths when we were a COVID unit. We always have doors opening and closing by themselves. Our computers roll away regularly. Call lights and phone ringing with, that are phantom. Nobody on the other end. It's so normal, I hardly notice it anymore. No actual apparitions, but we've had enough as it is. Wow. So this gal says the nurses hold hands to go to the bathroom on the night shift. <laughs> she says her cath lab is the worst. There are orbs and lights flickering. I, I mean, so orbs we've talked about before. I right. have experienced in my room what I guess I'll call an orb because I don't know what else to call it. But right. generally, I think most of that kind of th thing probably can be explained. But I do think there's something to it, again, after having experienced something. So... There is a crap ton more. Wow, wow. And we need to get dig into this. And I, I we got to figure out how to get to a hospital or something we, and we do some too much ghost hunting, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anyone's going to let us do that. <laughs> how about you guys? Have you guys uh, had any ghosts in, in the hospital, especially? You would think there's a lot of ghosts there because that's where a lot of people go to die. I just want to say, guys, that I think that we probably see more ghosts than we even realize. I don't think it's always creepy. It could be the person walking by you that isn't actually on this earthly plane. Wow. Or they're just visiting. So what do you guys think? Do you uh, do you like your high cable bills? Do you like <laughs> terrible it. customer service? Can you be suckered back in by uh, <laughs> a really nice person in customer service? You can let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At Snack a Little. And remember... Just give us a call. Leave us a message at 909-572-0278. Come on back. Tell your friends.